So just a quick message before we go into the podcast. Resourcing Tomorrow is Europe's largest and most in-depth mining conference dedicated to the global sustainability goals and is coming to London this November. The Minds and Money event will be held at the Business Design Centre on the 29th of November to the 1st of December. Companies like Rio Tinto, Barrack, Madden and Anglo-American are attending alongside 2,000 other decision makers, mining leaders, policymakers, investors, innovators and educators from over 75 countries around the world for three days of learning, deal-making and paralleled networking. It gives you a chance to see some of the majors and juniors, uh, what they're forecasting, heading into next year, and you'll be able to catch up with like-minded professionals in the industry. So don't delay and book your tickets now at resourcingtomorrow.com and use the code DIGDEEP10 in capital letters to receive 10% off your pass. These details will be posted in the show notes accompanying this podcast. Now onto this episode. Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep and the Mining Podcast. Today's guest is Trevor Jones, who works for Lynx Global Intelligence, where he's actually a co-founder, um, who are a software provider helping mining explorers and producers capture ESG data uh, at that asset level. Uh, Trevor, Trevor holds an MA in International Security from the University of Denver, um, and sits on the Colorado Advisory Committee of the U.S. Global uh, Leadership Coalition and the Board of Directors for the Global uh, Chamber of Denver. Um, he's focused on making uh, complex global systems consumable through technology, um, obviously within the mining industry. Um, and he's going to talk to us about his company, um, what they do, and obviously his technology and how they help mining companies uh, with their ESG. Um, he's also going to be speaking um, at the upcoming Minds and Money event in London, which is at the end of November. Uh, so, so, so obviously be sure to uh, reach out to him, um, obviously after listening to uh, this uh, episode. Um, but he's going to give more details at the end um, of what he's going to be doing uh, at the uh, conference. So that's welcome, Trevor, to the, to the podcast. How are you doing, Trevor? Doing excellent, Rob. Thank you for having me today. No, no, I appreciate your time as well. So as we always start these podcasts off, I just wondered if you can give us a um, background about yourself, a little bit about your career, um, how that's developed to what you're up to, obviously, today. Yeah, happy to. You know, I grew up here uh, in Denver, Colorado, so um, I'm one of the last few remaining natives here, as we like to say, but um, got a ton of growth in our state that we're really proud of. So grew up here, um, I've, you know, I've watched it change. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to go back to, to grad school um, to get an advanced degree, I think, as you mentioned, here in town at the University of Denver. So we have a fantastic foreign affairs school uh, called the Joseph Corbell School of International Affairs, um, which really focused a lot of my attention on social systems and uh, conflict and um, behaviors and perceptions in society. Um, and, you know, that um, all told net net at the end, you know, um, put me in a position to 
start to kind of look at um, some of these systems, ESG is kind of what we we tend to call it um, in our industry at this point, but um, started Lynx originally as a consulting firm um, in political risk and security. Um, and now we've you know really moved on to uh, software specific activities only for the mining industry. And we've been doing that for about three years. No. Okay, great. Uh, just wonder if you can give uh, tell us tell the audience a little bit about the company. Obviously, what you do, what you do within the mining industry. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, thanks, Rob. So you know, essentially, Lynx helps miners aggregate ESG data from the site level. So we're a little bit different um, than other platforms that involve a lot of question asking, um, kind of from top management or the C suite. Um, you know, we really put a tool on the phones and tablets of of geos and techs in the field um, so they can log ESG information, you know, much in the same way that they've been logging health and safety information or indeed geophysical information, um, you know, for, for decades and really hundreds of years as miners, right? So we're just kind of augmenting um, some of the digital processes on the ground at the, at the mine site. And again, it's, it's all about um, giving miners the ability to upload event data and um, also external data sets um, around that asset level. Um, site. So it's a bit different than uh, some of the, the other things we see out there. Um, but again, just trying to get away from spreadsheets and notebooks, um, even though we really love those sometimes in mining, um, it's time to kind of digitally transform and, and we're here to help and support that effort. Yeah, certainly. So I just wanted to just go in, I suppose, a little bit more detail about obviously the software. Um, I suppose what, what else is unique about the software um, and how do users actually use it? Obviously, you just mentioned um, it's mobile. Um, but just wonder if you just give a little bit more content around that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one thing we're really proud of in terms of the Link software right now is it's it's been used um, either in a subscription-based way or a pilot-based way um, everywhere from um, actually none of it near the Arctic Circle all the way to southwestern Ethiopia. So um, we've really developed a, a global platform that's useful in many, many different markets. Um, and we're, we're a bit data agnostic. And what I mean by that is, you know, we have clients that are logging wildlife. We have clients that are logging human rights issues, investor relations meetings. I mean, the the, the kind of um, spread or breadth of, of what's going on with ESG is, is well captured by a platform that doesn't just focus on, um, let's say, tailings of water, even though, you know, we can absolutely bring in that, that type of information. So, you know, really taking a, a broad-based view, the, the, and the complete E and S um, in ESG, if you will. Um, and then again, you know, it's all about um, allowing folks that are actually on the rock face at the mine site, you know, who are otherwise responsible for ore body information, sampling, you know, drilling, all kinds of other things, just to be able to have a tool that's easy to use. Uh, you know, it works without an internet connection, for example, um, in some pretty austere um, places, like I mentioned. And um, so it just gives mine staff, um, community managers, environmental managers, the ability to upload those events. Um, in situ, and, and really that's important for um, preventing greenwashing, right? If we're if we're talking about audible information right from the mine site, um, that's very you know important. And then we're starting to hear this transparency word um, quite a bit um, in mining, which is is really great to see, of course. But um, again, you know we're a bit agnostic to that. I think we're really just trying to um, help miners support, uh, organize and 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 put their data in a, in, a, in a form that they could use later on, you know, whether it's regulators or in an IR context. Um, they can start to use those um, reports kind of as they wish after the data is organized from the site up. What are some of the changes um, around ESG in the obviously mining sector that you've, I suppose you've seen over the last few years? And obviously, I suppose you're collecting a lot of data as well. So yeah, just wonder if you can just give us a, um, a little bit of content around 
some of the changes, like I said, that you've seen uh, across the uh, ESG. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, you know, I have to praise our, our our partners and our adopters who have have taken more of an advanced kind of digital transformation type approach. Um, again, you know, we might be comfortable with spreadsheets and, and notebooks in the field, um, but there, you know, are those that have taken a bit deeper, more holistic look at how to just organize this this data in the first place, right? So I think that's one change um, that we've seen, and, and that's very positive from our. Um, perspective, but I, again, to speak to the breadth of information too, um, you know, I think traditionally or, or in the last few years, we've thought of ESG really in terms of carbon, in terms of emissions, which of course is is paramount, right? Um, but there is um, just a number of other kind of line items or aspects um, that we can we can begin to pay attention to, um, you know, things like labor, things like rights, um, you know, social license to operate, of course, has always been the most important thing for for many many uh, companies in certain jurisdictions. Um, and so, you know, we've seen a, a bit of a deeper engagement with that. Um, things like regreening, um, things like biodiversity, you know, these are all aspects that we're starting to include in kind of the corpus of what um, ESG really means. And, and that's really positive. I think, you know, emissions can be can be tough um, in terms of getting scope one, two, and three. And I think things like your know, regreening or biodiversity can can sometimes be easier to measure and certainly easier to present. Um, both in terms of compliance regulation, but optically in terms of an IR sense too, right? I mean, we can start to express the opportunity on the ground um, rather than just the risk. And, and it's just a shift in mindset that um, we're seeing. And, and you know, I just I do see the ESG um, narrative all over the place, whether you know, we were at Future of Mining here in Denver a few weeks ago. And of course, we have Mines of Money coming up, which we're uh, very ex excited about um, you know, sponsoring and presenting. Um, so we're just starting to see this ESG narrative really, you know, pop up in, in a lot of um, spots and in a more realistic way that has less to do with, you know, greenwashing or debating what ESG is and just getting down to the, the nitty gritty of getting the data right. Yeah. And, and is there a reason why you focused on, on, my, on the mining sector? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, when we were, you know, we started out as a consulting firm, as I mentioned, and um, you know, we, we served a number of industries at that point, um, shipping, agriculture, you know, we were just kind of um, bouncing around a bit. And I think, you know, we realized that um, the, the ESG, the desire to transform in terms of sustainability, but also security in a number of areas um, is there in mining. Um, so there really is a, a desire to look at new tools, to understand best practices, how can we improve? And I would say maybe that that wasn't quite there in other industries then um, we also realized the the um, the risk is fixed, right? Where the ore body is, um, unlike shipping or maybe some other industries, you know, it's it's harder to to change physical asset locations. And so, um, of, of course, it's just the geophysical reality that that we have here on Earth. And, and so um, that that all I think is fascinating to me personally. But also, um, we look at the market demand for critical and rare earths. Um, we look at some of the supply chain issues, and if you kind of just suss it all out, it it really leads one to um, um, focus on mining as, as really just a paramount, just it's so important that we get this right, you know, for a transition to a green economy, um, get these critical minerals in a, in a sustainable way, but but also a way that that works uh, materially. And, and that that to us, I think, is our mission and our goal and, and really what attracts us and magnetizes us to mining. Where do your sort of customers operate now? And is there a particular type of client that you're working with uh, or have been working with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we really, um, at the moment, we love one of our um, nickel companies. I won't, I won't name them for privacy reasons, but 
um, up in Sudbury, that they may hear this and and and, and get the shout out. But um, you know, we we are geographically agnostic. It's interesting. We don't serve a lot of um, U.S. based cust- customers um, just because our regulatory regime is really developing around ESG. Whereas um, perhaps some of the um, EU regulations, um, you know, with the corporate sustainability due diligence disclosure stuff that's coming out. Um, it becomes more important on, on the European side. But yeah, we look at Canada, um, you know, we, the platform's in Spanish as well. Um, so we have ongoing pilots in Latin America. Um, and then size-wise, you know, we really, we, we love working with our juniors and our mid-tiers um, just because the feedback is really one-to-one on the platform. And um, we can kind of form and, and shape things in a bit more of a rapid and customizable way. Um, for smaller companies versus um, some of the majors, so yeah, and, and I, yeah, and I suppose what 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 challenges would companies have to then say, look, I want, uh, they then approach you with their with their challenges. What 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 are some of those challenges around ESG to then you provide solutions for them yeah. around their ESG? Yeah, I'll paint a a, a really specific picture um, from one of our partners. So, um, you know, they had a a few geos um, in the field logging all kinds of information. Again, you know, things like inspections, wildlife. Um, But, you know, every time the, um, you know, the the geologist would would, would want to report back to headquarters, um, they would email the CEO. And so if you put yourself in the position of that, CEO and you know later on we need to to look at maybe um, some water effluence or we're reporting on um, you know some aspect of water availability at the site. Well, he's going to go into his search bar and his email and type in water, and you can imagine we've all been right. Um, it's just it's unbelievable the the amount of data that is just thrown at us every day. So to organize that in a, in a way that's cogent and available and, and communicable to other. Um, stakeholders is 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 really the main I think pain point at this point um, because again you know mine has been doing um, the work of ESG logging these things in various formats I mean you know talked to a mid tier the other day who has um, you know over fifteen different departments reporting to their head of ESG um, so again it's 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 all about organizing um, what can be a kind of messy or overwhelming um, you know data outlet at, at some companies. Is ESG important for operations, finance, or even both of them? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that um, you know the the uptick in the narrative around ESG for for finance. I do think there is a hunger to really provide metrics that matter. Um, like, how do we actually measure these things in a way that's going to value or or discount an asset in the future? And you know, that's an ongoing talk and debate narrative. So definitely. Um, you know, we'll be rolling out um, some mock-ups of an investor relations module at Minds and Money, and we're we're quite excited to get feedback from the investor side um, on what they'd like to see aggregated information on their asset dashboard um, coming directly from the site itself. So, if we can get there into that kind of connective tissue in, in industry, I think we're going to be doing a, a really good job. Um, but certainly for operations and even on the exploration, you know, before. Mind start producing. There's definitely a need to log and you know have an auditable, traceable record of some of this information. Um, I would say we don't necessarily know how that information is going to be used in the future. I think it can be on the compliance regulatory side. Um, it can also be for insurance. It can be for you know again for finance trying to achieve um, you know in, in incoming revenue um, you know based on positive ESG metrics that are that are being presented to the investment community. So I think there's a, a range of ways that this will pan out. Um, again, I think if we take the view of 
helping to get the, the data organized and just in the right lane and categories. We are looking at some of the global reporting standards as well. And those are really important just for kind of how we categorize those events that are that are happening on the ground. Um, but yeah, it's, it's important on both sides. And um, you know what it means to you is going to depend on it's kind of where you stand is where you sit with ESG. You know, I mean, you, you may put a, a massive precedence on water, um, you know, but not on social issues or, or kind of vice versa. But if you talk to miners, um, I think, you know, there is a, a genuine um, notion that we're going to try to figure this out as a community um, and, you know, not greenwash and, and be transparent. And that's just going to increase productivity and efficiency, lower costs and, um, you know, be good reputationally moving forward too. What, what's about uh, regulations and permitting? Um, what are you seeing globally uh, from obviously some of your uh, research? Yeah, absolutely. So certainly what's happening um, with the with the European Commission right now in terms of that due, due diligence directive is, is going to be um, quite important as, in terms of how that trickles down with the various countries' laws um, for permitting. So that's one thing to track, um, you know, here in the United States, I think we um, see a very long permitting process and a long road ahead for companies that want to get involved in lithium, for example. Um, you see continued resistance for even just Thacker Pass or kind of well-identified projects at the, at the moment. And so that's going to push um, permitting times out. Um, but there's, you know, other um, positive jurisdictions, you know, I won't, I won't throw out any names, but I think we see movement towards shortening permitting because of the awareness that we need to move away from fossil fuels into the critical and rare earths that are going to you know drive our our more sustainable looking economy moving forward so there are those forward-looking actors um you know i think spain's had some um some recent kind of movement in that direction but again i don't want to i don't want to pick on certain jurisdictions I, I will just say that you know mining companies should pay attention to what's happening um, in Europe, and then you know, there's other experts. I think on Canada and Australia that could probably speak to those um, those permitting cycles um, individually. Yeah, certainly. Um, lastly, uh, what's the outlook for Lynx Global Intelligence um, over the next sort of six to twelve months? Yeah, we you know um, we're expanding globally, so you know we're getting very active in Latin America. Also looking at um, some African assets and properties that we're um, helping companies start to log this information around. So getting involved in some new markets certainly. Um, we'll be growing our team a little bit. Um, we'll be bringing on at least another developer um, and also all kinds of advisors that have to do with things like um, looking at those compliance regulatory regimes and that. That kind of thing. Um, we just finished raising money a few months ago, so um, I guess thankfully, because we all know, uh, no matter what you do, how hard uh, asking for money can be or raising money is. But um, you know, we won't be doing that. I think for the next twelve to sixteen. But um, the idea is really to get to a critical mass of of customers and partners, and, and perhaps raise again. But yeah, you know, the main thing we're interested in, Rob, and, and I would just put this out to the wider community is is feedback on our tool. You know, I mean. Um, you know, of course, we're, we're, we're focused on um, growing the um, high multiple SaaS opportunity that links it is for our current investors. But the way to do that is to be hyper focused um, on our customers, right? And so, you know, that can that can come from the individual, um, you know, geo in the field who's just you know, giving us information about what they need to see on the on the platform, all the way up to you know some of the pilots for majors that we're developing that. 
oh, I mean, the the you know breadth of functionality you 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 would struggle to wrap your mind around because we're trying to do things like social sentiment analysis and this this type of thing, right? And so, um, yeah, we're we're advancing technically, yeah, in, in terms of social license and sentiment, um, and we'll also start to look um, at <clears throat> some nascent early uh, data models, machine learning might be the term some would use. We kind of shy away from that because we're um, mostly interested in just getting a little bit predictive about um, what could happen in terms of ESG moving forward for certain companies. Again, that takes a critical mass of data. So working on that feedback and and, and gathering partners from our, our different jurisdictions around the world. So um, yeah, we'd love to talk, talk to you out there if, if you have any need for ESG organization or data management on the ground. It's, um, ongoing process to kind of develop develop this and shape this for our clients going forward. Yeah. Trevor, really appreciate your time in uh, uh, educating our audience around ESG and your technology, which I'm sure will be beneficial to uh, a lot of our listeners. Um, and as I mentioned, you're going to be at the uh, Minds of Money event in November. Um, you mentioned sure. off air, you, you've got a stand, you're, you're working on a, uh, you're on a panel as well. Yeah, we'll be talking about um, what exploration companies um, are doing well. So again, looking at that opportunity side of the coin versus just the risk, which of course we're all concerned about risk primarily, but um, definitely there's great work being done. Um, I won't you know name drop at all right now, but um, we will at the conference you know cite specific examples of of a few companies that are um, really just doing a, a great job not just optically. Um, so it's great to put pictures on your website. Um, you know, it's great to work on community infrastructure. Um, that's fantastic. There's another level of getting into the nitty gritty of measuring outcomes. And again, there's some companies that are doing a great job um, of that. And, and we'll talk about those as case studies in London. We're really excited for that. Yeah, great. Thank you. Uh, thank you again. Um, if our audience obviously wants to reach out to you, obviously they can, uh, catch up with you at the uh, Minds of Money conference. Um, but for those that are listening, if they want some more information, um, obviously about, about the software and if they might have any questions, how can they go about doing that? What social media platforms are you on? Yeah, we're on Twitter at Lynx Global Intel. Um, you know, folks are welcome to reach out to me directly on LinkedIn. Again, all about feedback. Um, this wild world of, of ESG, I don't think anybody's you know, has a, a cogent dictionary level definition of what ESG is. So we can all talk about it. We can talk about what's important. We can talk about uh, how data technology can serve some realistic goals to improve efficiency, productivity on the ground. I think that's, I um, would love to, to talk to anybody about that um, in the community as well. Yeah, uh, we can, we can uh, include those in the show notes uh, below. Um, so people can obviously reach out to you, ask you any questions, and obviously hopefully catch up with you at the Minds of Money event. Um, in November. So, um, like I said, really appreciate your time. Um, I hope the audience enjoyed that. Obviously, ESG um, it is one of the main topics that uh, the industry is talking about. Obviously, it's very important. And um, obviously, Trevor's just um, described software that can obviously help you with um, your ESG um, in obviously your whether, whether you're a junior miner or even an operating mine. Um, it can certainly help you help you with data collection um, and whatever you need that data for. So um, please feel free to reach out to Trevor, ask him any questions. Um, appreciate your continued support. Hope you can share this episode amongst others in the industry uh, from all obviously around the world. 
Um, so I obviously really appreciate your uh, continued support. So until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.